For the last two Sundays, the gospel readings from Mark showed how Jesus empowered his apostles to heal the sick and cast out demons. After incredible successes in their ministry, they gathered together and told Jesus all that they had done. Jesus then got them into a boat with the idea of going to a deserted place so they could be renewed in their relationship with him and rest a bit to prepare them for what was to come. But we also saw that the crowd was unrelenting, following them on land despite the remoteness, enthralled by Jesus' miracles. The short time Jesus and the apostles had in the boat was the only break they were going to get. This Sunday, we shift to John's Gospel and his account of the miraculous feeding of 5,000 people, which occurs immediately after the apostles return from their ministries. All the Gospels have this account, but John provides a bit more detail. Now, consider the apostles for a moment. They had to have been on something of an emotional high. Philip, however, was caught completely off guard when Jesus deliberately asked him, where can we buy enough food for them to eat? But there was no solution, at least not a human one. And that was precisely why Jesus tested Philip. Philip had to conclude that on a purely human level, it was impossible to feed so many. And because he found it impossible, it therefore had to be so. Then it was Andrew's turn. At least he found a kid who had five barley loaves and two fish. But the reality was inescapable. And Andrew, too, concluded, what good are these for so many? Man always seeks to impose his limitations on the divine. Now, picture for a moment the potential for absolute chaos to erupt. Remember that the Greek word used for crowd can also mean what? Anybody remember? Mob. Jesus ordered the apostles to have the people recline on the grass, telling us it's springtime, the time of Passover. It was the custom for many Jews then to recline on one side when eating. So when told to recline, the people immediately understood they were going to be fed. They didn't know with what or how it could be possible but the expectation had been set, and Jesus had darn well better deliver. The apostles had absolutely no idea what Jesus was going to do. They experienced Jesus' power in their fruitful ministry. They witnessed his miracles. They heard all of his teachings. But this situation for them was an entirely different matter. Perhaps they thought that there are limits to what even Jesus can do. One thing they knew for sure, if anything went wrong, they were in as much danger as Jesus. Jesus then did something that didn't seem very spectacular. Every devout Jew would do the same. He took bread, gave thanks, broke, distributed. Simple actions that in time 
would point to the mystery of the Eucharist. Now imagine, for a moment, being with those apostles as the bread and the fish are distributed. You knew, as they did, there were only five barley loaves and two dried fish. And as you nervously dip your hand into the basket to distribute the food, knowing with absolute certitude of logic of what is real, of what is possible, it was going to run out in just a few minutes and you might have a mob on your hands. But you notice that each time you put your hand in, you pull out a portion for each person, and the basket never goes empty. 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, 500 people, 1,000 people, and the basket's never empty. And as you make your way through the 5,000 people, you realize that when all had eaten their fill, there were still 12 baskets of fragments left over. There was not just enough. There was a superabundance. And from five loaves of bread and two fish, logic, reality, says this is impossible. But Jesus doesn't care about our logic or our reality. There were several miracles here. The first, obviously, was the multiplication of the five loaves and the two fish. The second, the apostles were once again graced to participate in Jesus' ministry. That through him, with him, and in him, they distributed a divine abundance, though they had so little to work with. The third miracle occurs in our time when we celebrate the Eucharist, just as the apostles were empowered to reach into those baskets and always draw out a superabundance of bread and fish, so too we are each empowered to reach into the infinite depths of divine love and the mystery of the Eucharist to receive not bread, but the Lord himself, the superabundance of his mercy and grace the superabundance of eternal life that begins this moment. There is a fourth miracle, though it's easy to ignore it because it may make us uncomfortable. It is the miracle of being empowered by our relationship with Jesus and receiving the holy gifts to bring others to this experience, to bring others to dip into the food of divine mercy offered in Eucharist the bread of life, the cup of salvation. The multiplication of the loaves and fish was only a prelude, a preparation by Jesus for the true feeding that would last until he returns. Just as the apostles went among 5,000 people to distribute earthly food, so too we are each empowered by Jesus to bring others to the food of heaven, a holy food that defies all human conceptions of logic that renders our view of reality meaningless.